Befriend Your Body podcast, Love and Anxiety, Part 1. Well, hi everyone, it's Wanda. And Gio. Yes, my wonderful friend and interviewer, uh, Gio. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how love, the emotion of love, and the feelings of love interact or are related to anxiety. So it's no wonder that sometimes love and anxiety can walk hand in hand like two very different people on a bad blind date. Have you ever been on a bad blind date? No, thankfully, <laughs> never. I have. <laughs> anyway, but that's not what this is about. So emotions related to early attachment, uh, such as how well and how much we were loved by our first caretakers, and the amygdala, that little tiny group of nuclei in the brain, as we've talked about, the brain smoke detector, uh, both reside smugly, excuse me, snugly in the limbic <laughs> system. <laughs> they might be smug, but so yeah, so the emotions of attachment and the amygdala are both in the limbic system. So they're in uh, similar regions of the brain. So the emotion of love can send us spiraling into intense anxiety. Just ask a teenager uh, heading for a first date or even a divorced parent who's trying to start dating again. Um, or someone unlucky enough to be insecurely attached. Uh, and they'll tell you how much love can bring anxiety. But love can also bring us back to bliss and the body sensations of safety, relaxation. And love can actually bring us to that place from a place of frightened fear. So there are a few things that, that determine whether love causes us anxiety or whether love calms our anxiety. Can you guess what they are? No, <laughs> okay. I don't. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm supposed to tell. Yeah, please. Okay. I'm curious now. So, well, one of them is our early attachment history, and we're just going to touch on that today. But if our early attachment history was that of not getting enough love or not getting enough connection and help, then our template for love is going to be that there's not enough or that it it's not something we can trust in and so we're probably going to be very anxious in our love relationships but if we had a really loving wonderful parent or parents and love was something that was easy and juicy and free-flowing then we're just going to tend to naturally expect that in relationship we tend we make a template for relationships when we're a child just like we kind of make a template for anything but is this a rule it's or it's most of the time what do you mean by that? What is is what a rule? If you if you if I think I had a loving childhood, but I stress on my relationships right now, so I don't see a correlation. It can happen as mm. well. Or great, that's a you ask such good questions right off the cuff too. Um, that is a good question. So generally, I should always generalize here, but generally, if your early attachment history was was really positive, generally love should be a little easier. Now, what can happen is you can have like a tumultuous first boyfriend or first relationship that goes really, really scary and bad. And so then that can sort of change your template. So that can happen. Or something could have happened that I don't remember, but I imprinted it that's in the childhood. And look, that's possible too. Absolutely. There's all kinds of things that impact our amygdala and our, uh, our attachment histories. But generally speaking, um, early, easy early love means a little easier, safer, early, uh, later love. Uh, the statistics would suggest that uh, 80 to 85% of the population attaches romantically in a similar way that they did with parents. So you're right. It's not always mm -hmm. the same, but it's often the same. 
Now, love is more powerful than anxiety if you watch any loving parent or especially a mother with a hurt and terrified child. The message of peace from the mother's touch and her love for that child gets sent into the child's body and that that love eventually triumphs over the child's state of fragmenting fear and he or she calms down. However, if we're experiencing way too much anxiety in the moment, that can sometimes block out the messages that love is trying to send. Like an abused child meeting a teacher who tries so hard to be kind and care for her. The child will often still be suspicious and her her anxiety about whether this love is actually true or safe can be like a fog of fear that blots out the teacher's message of love just like fog covers the sun. If it's foggy for too many days, um, I used to live in San Francisco, if it's foggy for too many days, we can start to believe there is no sun, but the reality of it is that the sun is never left, but the fog covers. And anxiety can be like that. It can absolutely fog over the feelings and the ability to feel the love in our current relationship. great analogy. Thank you. Mm, you like my analogies. So if love does tend to cause you a lot of anxiety, if you have some trouble in your relationships, um, you could do some research on your attachment style. That comes from attachment theory, which was started by John Bowlby in the 40s in in Britain. Um, And then some wonderful Americans uh, took it up. So uh, we're going to talk more about that over the next podcast, so you can learn some from me. But you can also go to dianepoolheller.com. And she has a wonderful training program and um, all kinds of helpful free information on our website. Um, That's Diane Pool Heller. Uh, The pool is spelled with an E on the end. Um, So many well-trained therapists also can give you understanding of attachment issues. I actually specialize in that, so I can help with that. Um, And you can learn some guidance. If you have trouble loving others or being loved, you may have experienced traumatic events that have twisted your previously safe worldview into a view that looks more like a funhouse mirror. Love then feels terrifying or insubstantial and unable to reach your heart. That's kind of what you mentioned earlier, Gio, that something could have happened that you don't remember. That's absolutely possible. So how do we use our ability to love or be loved to blow away the messages of fear and anxiety that have been programmed in many of our brains? like the messages from a crazy radio station. Stay tuned for the next podcast, and I will give you some answers to those questions. So, Thank you very much, Wanda. That was very helpful. Thank you, Gio, and thank you, listeners. Have a great day.